Hi, this is Tia Sarkar. I play Sabine Wren on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Twin Suns Transmission. Of course, it ends where it becomes a desert planet with twin suns. Hey, my name is Taylor Gray, and I play Ezra Bridger in Star Wars Rebels. I hope you enjoy this week's episode of Twin Suns Transmission. Here's where the fun begins. Let's make this epic more interesting. You've taken your first step into a larger world. And welcome back to another episode of Twin Suns Transmission. I'm your host, Eric Pfeiffer, joined as always by Jesse Sanfilippo. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 195 of Twin Suns Transmission. And we are nearing the end of 2020. And Jesse, I can't be the only one that's looking forward to the calendar changing over to 2021. Yeah, it's just been one thing after another this year, so it will it'll definitely feel good to leave it behind in hopes that at least at some point in the year 2021 things will start to look better. <laughs> so today on our show we're going to spend the entire time doing a 2020 year in review, talking all about the Star Wars things that happened and Obviously, there was no Star Wars movie, and so there was a lot of other things to occupy our attention, and I think as Star Wars fans, even though we did not get a movie, it was a fantastic year, but I mean, there's a ton of stuff that that came out this year. Uh, But before we do that, Jesse, I just wanted to say that I hope everyone had a fantastic, a safe, a healthy Christmas if you celebrate and I know both you and I celebrate Christmas and so I thought it'd be fun to take a few minutes and just talk about some of the the cool Star Wars items that we got this year. Yeah I got just a few small things um, that I really love from a couple of people. My sister got me a Mandalorian Pez dispenser so one head is Mando and the other is Grogu. Um, so it's so, like a two pack. It's a two pack. Yeah. It's really nice. cute. Um, and then I believe my mom got me, it was a, it's a, one of those little mini, like a mini, I guess, I guess they were, they were a blind box, but they were like mini Hasbro figures of like Grogu doing a bunch of, a bunch of things and doing a really bad describing. Cause I ripped the box open immediately cause I'm that person and threw it away because I just wanted to get Grogu out. Um, so I don't actually know what kind of figure it is, but he's cute and he's like more animated looking and he, he's holding the little joystick ball um, from yeah. Razor Crest, so all excited looking. I think those are, there's been two different series of those. Each series has six different ones, if I'm not mistaken. And they're of Grogu doing something different in every single one. So like some of yeah. them he's got the frog in his mouth and some of them he's you know in a bag and some of them he's doing other things like you said probably with the little shifter knob and things like that so yeah that's awesome yeah he's really cute so he's gonna you know just be on my desk or something at all times um and then i'm really excited because i got the star wars the jedi mind secrets from the force for balance and peace written by amy radcliffe um which is really just seems like it's going to be just like a calming like it's almost like a 
like a, I guess it's not really a self-help book, but it's like a mental, like almost like a Jedi like way of like going about life. So there's like different things, like it'll talk about friendship and like things for practicing, like active listening and like little notes on like triangle breathing. I just opened to a random page for an example, something called triangle breathing for, you know, taking a moment for yourself. So it's just like little, it's like, like she kind of looked into the way of the Jedi and you it made a book to kind of apply it to like your everyday life that you could like you be the Jedi mind to get yourself through everyday, you know, situations and stresses. So I'm excited about that one. I think after 2020, everyone could use a little Jedi meditating and mindfulness <laughs> to get us through. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I agree 100%. And I think, you know, with you, I have some stuff for you. I haven't given you the gifts from Amanda and I yet. And I'm really excited mm. for you to get those. <laughs> but I know that for you, like, you are very into certain things. Like, you don't necessarily like every little thing Star Wars. Like, you won't go out and buy a Darth Maul action figure or something like that, right. you know? And so I think that one's good. That that book is good for you because it, it definitely to me in my mind matches up with the type of stuff that you like. So that's cool. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I also got a lot of star Wars stuff and it's probably not going to mention every single thing, but, um, I did get a, a really cool cameo actually. Um, Amanda's wow. sister, her stepsister, um, got Greg Grunberg who plays snap Wexley in episode seven and nine. He's in a bunch of other things, too. He's in Heroes, if you ever watched that. Um, and he was at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago in 2019. And I got to meet him and get his autograph and stuff. And she was able to get him to do a cameo for me. And it was amazing. It was almost three minutes long. And he was just talking and wishing us Merry Christmas and, and uh, you know, good luck in our, our marriage and things like that. And it was a lot of a lot of crazy jokes. I'll Maybe I'll post it somewhere. But he yes. basically was like, yeah, yeah, hey, Eric, it's Snap. You know, remember our when we went to Exegol and you were my wingman? And, you know, like he was Aww. just like he was just doing. He was uh, like in character for like the first part of it. And then he's like, it's Greg, you know, but like, Aww. yeah, he was being in character for for like the first part of it. And definitely, I mean, he had a smile on his face. and I could definitely tell that he was not just doing it to get paid, you know, like he was having yeah. a good time with it. That's so, cute. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. And then we, I got um, a essentially Beskar Mythosaur skull wall hanging mm -hmm. thing. It's like a wall decoration and it's like painted silver chrome and stuff. It looks really cool. It's made by Regal Robot. Um, so now I have like the one that looks more like a bone and then one that looks more Beskar-y. So I'm excited to put those up. And then between my parents and my secret Santa at work, I got some cool Star Wars art, which I'm excited to hang up. And Amanda and I, oh, we yeah. didn't really... What's up? I was just going to say, I got some Star Wars art, too. I totally forgot about that from my, one of my coworkers and a secret Santa gift, too. What, <laughs> Not which, secret Santa, but... What art did you get? It was an Ahsoka, like an Ahsoka art print, as well as like a Star Wars... Um, it said Star Wars, and then it had, like, all of the, like, main women of Star Wars, like, within all of, of the, the letters. 
Oh, wow. Forgot about That's that. cool. Yeah. yeah it's really cool. Yeah, as you get older, I, I really appreciate art a lot more. And one of the art pieces that I got was of Maul and Ahsoka from the final season of Clone Wars, which was a fantastic piece. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other two pieces I don't actually have yet, but they're from the Celebration Art Sale for the celebration this year that never happened. And one of them was of Rey kind of levitating with like images of the rest of the Jedi kind of behind her. And then it's a painting of, uh, the other one was a painting of a little boy in the toy aisle from 1980 looking at all of the Empire Strikes Back toys on the shelf from the back. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool because that's me today, a 30-year-old in the, in the toy aisle just looking at all the toys, Aww. you know? So it reminded me of awesome. myself. Um, so that was that was a fantastic one from my parents and... My cousin went to went to Hobby Lobby. He he uh, he just moved out to California and took his car out there. So it was a big road trip for him. And uh, on his way there, he stopped at a, a Hobby Lobby. I think it was on his way there. Um, and there was a ton of stuff at Hobby Lobby. I don't know if you've ever shopped there for anything, but um, they have a ton of yeah. Um, <laughs> I got like a Millennium Falcon light switch cover. <laughs> like nice. that's just a <laughs> cool thing a lot of other decorations and signs and he got me a, a disc golf uh disc that says star wars on it not from hobby lobby but and then amanda and i we didn't really do we didn't really do uh christmas together this year as far as gift giving because we got like a giant tv that that was our gift to each other nice. but we kind of did, we had a little tiny budget to get each other things, and so she got me um, a Slave Leia ornament from back in the day, which is awesome, Ooh. since they're not really making Slave Leia merch anymore. A couple figures I was missing. Right. And then my big gift from my parents was, uh, you remember us talking about that Natalie Portman autograph, that signing that she's doing? <gasps> yes. Yep. yep. So they, she hasn't done the signing yet, but they, um, they got me that. So I'm getting wow. a 16 by 20 autograph of Natalie Portman in her lake dress from episode two, Attack of the Clones. So very excited That's about really that cool. one. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So a great addition to the collection. And there are countless other things that people got me. I'm, I'm very thankful for all of them. Won't be able to mention them all on the show, but uh, thank you to everyone who got me stuff this year. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, as you're talking too, I remembered that the same coworker that also got me that artwork, um, she also got me a patch because she watched my patch jacket, How's Your Star Wars, that I did nice, a few, like a month nice. ago. Mm-hmm. And she got me an Ahsoka Lothwolf patch for my jacket. Wow. And I'm That's very awesome. excited to add that to it too. Yeah. Well, if you guys got anything cool and exciting Star Wars related for Christmas, definitely shoot us a message or uh, comment on the on the link for this podcast. We'd love to see what cool things you got. All right, let's go ahead into our 2020 in review part of the show. And I kind of want to get this part uh, done with first. Uh, we, we typically do a deaths in 2020 sort of just like a a remembrance of the people that had big roles in star wars or or part of the star wars community and family that kind of passed away this year so 
Um, unfortunately, this year we lost Max von Sydow, who played Lor Santeca in The Force Awakens at the beginning there. Um, and he is a extremely well-known actor. He was also in Game of Thrones um, and countless other films. Um, so it's unfortunate that we lost him this year. Um, Alan Harris, who played Bosk, he was the guy in the Bosk outfit in The Empire Strikes Back. Andrew Jack, who played Major Imat, who I don't remember if he got promoted between Episode 7 and 8, but he was uh, one of the majors in the Resistance that we see in the sequel trilogy. Uh, Wilford Brimley passed away this year, who played Noah in the uh, Battle for Endor film. Penny McCarthy, who was one of the aliens in the uh, Cantina in Episode 4, the Deveronian. And then uh, David Prowse, that was a big one, who played Vader, the the embodiment of Darth Vader, uh, inside the costume in the original trilogy. And then last but not least, Jeremy Bullock, who played Boba Fett in the Boba Fett costume uh, in the original trilogy as well. So obviously very sad. I know that some of these were COVID-related others just natural causes and and either way you spin it it's a sad sad day sad year and i i don't remember a year like this i mean we've we've been doing this for a while jesse just kind of you know at the end of the year just remembering the star wars people in the star wars community star wars movies actors actresses um i don't remember a list this long before i know it's just this year sucked so hard for so, so many reasons beyond just how it affected everything to do with Star Wars and everything is just so horrible. So it's hopefully we can, you know, just remember everybody in, you know, the good times and move forward into 2021 with hope on the horizon. Yeah, I agree. And the great thing about, about this is that we have these people's legacy you know we we have these films that we can watch with vader and jeremy and you know jeremy bullock and darth vader uh, dave prouse um and all these other actors and actresses that we can remember them um and some of these people i've met in person and i can just hold dear my experiences you know meeting alan harris and and some of these other people um and just remembering that how great of people they were and and all that as well so our thoughts prayers are with the families of the people who um lost loved ones this year and uh you know here's to 2021 hopefully we'll we'll turn a corner here on a happier note jesse let's kind of talk about some of the great things that happened in 2020 for star wars and as i mentioned before there was no film this year and i think a lot of people were a little bummed about that but we did get some great things this year, and the first thing that comes to mind is The Clone Wars Season 7. And Jesse, I know that The Clone Wars is kind of what got you into Star Wars. The Clone Wars is your Star Wars, right? You know, that kind of brought yes. you in to the Star Wars family. And at first, we thought there was no hope, right? There was Clone Wars <laughs> was done after the sixth season, and Disney bought out Lucasfilm, and we go into Rebels, and that was it. That was all there was going to be. But a couple years ago at Comic-Con, Clone Wars saved 
Hashtag Clone Wars Saved was announced and we knew we were getting the seventh season. And in February, we got the beginning of the final season of the Clone Wars, which then ended on May the 4th. So what did you think? Clone Wars season seven. That was just incredible. That was such a gift to this terrible year um, to be getting, you know, Disney Plus really came in clutch um, coming out, you know, when it did and getting, you know, having all this extra stuff when we were in, like you said, a lull in, when it, it comes to, to movies, at least. Um, it just did not feel like a lull um, at all this year somehow still um, because of Disney+. Plus. Um, so this is just, it was too good to be true it was amazing it was such a good finale and now knowing that we're getting the bad batch soon it just feels like it's still not over because that is still very much the clone wars it's very much the same looking animation style and it's like a spin-off of season seven so i'm just so happy i yeah i never would have thought i was totally over it i wasn't even wishing or hoping for it anymore but we got it, and it was beautiful. And we've gotten so much more since then. It's just insane. <laughs> yeah. I I can't believe how many new characters we got to in Clone Wars Season 7. I mean, we got the Bad Batch, as you talked about, plus the new show that's coming out, the Martez sisters. And then, of course, we get the final arc of the season, which interacts, uh, which interweaves is the better word interweaves with episode three i wasn't expecting that you know i wasn't expecting it to to kind of overlap with episode three um and i'm excited that it did because we got to see order 66 from different points of view and things like that that happened of course the ending scene with ahsoka and the stakes with the clones and then vader coming back just gives you chills every time you watch it i just got chills just now what the heck Right, um, I know you just gave me chills too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then um, you know, with with everything with Ahsoka and the Mandalorian and the Siege of Mandalore with this and how it interacts with the Mandalorian show, I, I just could not be happier with what they did with Clone Wars season seven. It was great. I know, especially with, you know, just like Ahsoka's story in general that just felt like something that was just like it already felt like we had had our, our treat when it came to her being in Rebels. It's like, that was like a nice little wrap up. Like, but it, I don't know. It just, I'm just, I'm in awe at this point of the year when it comes to everything that we've gotten in just like the last month. I still, I, my, my brain feels like it's going to explode after the Mandalorian and everything that that story is becoming. But I'm just so happy. Clone Wars I think is a good it's to start the year. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it's a great it's a great way to start the year, and and I think as Star Wars fans, you can't help but be happy with the content that we've got this year. Um, I know for me, I was I was pretty bummed this year that Celebration was canceled, and mm-hmm. that is something that for me, I I circle that on my calendar as soon as we know the dates. I circle that and and Celebration events are my favorite events of the year it's my favorite week of the year no matter what else is happening you know i i just 
I anticipate that so much and I save my money and I, I get excited to meet the celebrities and, and be around Star Wars fans for a week and take a trip and it's just something that I was looking forward to so much and, and with Celebration being cancelled this year, it was 100% the right choice but it you can't help but being bummed about yeah. that. So I was, I was really upset about that but I think despite that, Lucasfilm and, and Reed Pop are doing a, a great job still you know trying to sell the merchandise that they produce for all this and so it's still exciting to see what the pins would have been and and the artwork for this year and you can buy the the badges my parents got me the um the full set of con badges for this year and it's just so exciting to kind of see what the 40th anniversary merchandise at celebration would have been like and and all that stuff so even though we don't get to go and, and be around other fans and things like that, the merch is there and all this content that we got, I'm sure they would have saved some of it for celebration. So still still a good time either way. In lieu of going to celebration, my family and I went out to Sarasota, Florida for um, kind of our vacation this year and we rented a private house so that we wouldn't have to be around anybody uh, and we kind of stayed there for a week, but one day that we were out in Florida, we drove to Orlando, which was just a few hour drive, and uh, we spent a day at Disney's Hollywood Studios at Galaxy's Edge, and this was the second time I've been there, Amanda's first and my parents' first time being out there, and it was amazing. Um, yeah. Even during COVID, they did a great job making sure everyone was separated from everybody else, having mask regulations and and kind of only having you know mobile orders for things like you couldn't sit down really and eat anywhere um in ogas you kind of could but they they had everything separated and had all all sorts of rules and hand sanitizer everywhere um but it was great to kind of show my family that too and and take them out there with me and and we got to go on the rise of the resistance ride for the first time which was absolutely incredible and so that was kind of a, a good substitute for me this year uh, with no celebration. Yeah, I was really impressed when you came back and talked about all of the precautions and everything that Disney was doing and seeing all of your pictures on like what everything looked like there during this weird pandemic time. Um, I was so impressed with that because that's like the first thing I would have like thought would be like going to Disney right now. Like, are you nuts? Like. That sounds like the worst place you could go. But actually, I mean, Disney, I was maybe I was underestimating them. They're, you know, they always really have it together and they know how to keep everything clean and organized there. So it was cool to see all that. And it made me want to like rush out to Orlando after I saw that. I was like, maybe I will <laughs> yeah. go to Disney too because <laughs> it looks fine, safe. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, they were. they were really on it with the masking. Like if you didn't have your mask over your nose, they would say something to you. Love that. Um, and you had to stay on the little markers on the floor as far as the queue lines. And they had limits for the amount of people that were in the marketplace. Like they they did so many things out at at Disney to prevent the spread of COVID. You know, I mean they tried to make it as safe as possible and of course you can only do what what you feel comfortable doing. But for me, this was a great substitute. And it, like I said, it was only a day that we were out there and we we survived it. So <laughs> I feel <laughs> thankful for that. But um, yeah, if you guys wanna hear about some of the regulations and things at Hollywood Studios for uh, Galaxy's Edge, 
there is a podcast that we've done. I'll try and see if I can find the actual number here for you. Um, but you can go on there and listen to all the rules and regulations. If you're planning a trip out to Disney, that would be hopefully a good help for you guys to listen to before you before you head out there. Let me try and see if I can find exactly which one it is. Um, okay, so it is episode 183 of Twin Suns Transmission. You can listen to um, all the rules and regulations on that episode. So that was a lot of fun. And I got to bring home Ben Solo's saber, which is something that I was very excited about getting. Oh, so cool. I feel like usually after you come back from a place like that, I always come over and get to like look at all your stuff and touch everything and see how, where you put it all in the collection. But that didn't happen this year. That's probably one of the biggest bummers. I know. I was just thinking before doing this show, I don't think I've seen you in a year. No. Nope. It's been that. like a year. So it's uh, it's too long. We'll have to do something hopefully soon. Um, but... I'm I'm okay with you not seeing the collection right now. It's pretty messy. It is a mess. So. I think that's how everybody's life looks like right now. It's like, well, nobody's yeah. coming over, so <laughs> whatever. Yep. <laughs> Just make a pile on the floor. It'll be fine. It's Get that fine. later. Nobody yeah. will. Well, they do now because because <laughs> <laughs> we made it public on this podcast. But yeah, don't come over. Um. Jesse, every year, one thing I look forward to is the release of a new Star Wars video game. And it's been a little while. There was there were some gaps there with EA um, not producing very many Star Wars games. But I think, you know, between Battlefront, Battlefront 2, and then Jedi Fallen Order, they, they really are on a, on a roll here now. And we've been getting some really good Star Wars games. I know Jedi Fallen Order won some awards. It's, it's highly... It's very popular... Um, and and people love that game, and I think we'll get some more content with that. But this year, Jesse, we got Star Wars Squadrons, which I haven't played a ton of the online game mode for that, but I was able to finish the story, and we got some reoccurring characters, some characters that we know of, some big names. I'm not going to say anything just because I know you haven't finished the game yet, but this was this was fantastic. It was took me a little while to finish the the story mode. I know some people finished it real quick, but I kind of go a little slow on on the flying games. But it was it was great, and I loved the story that we got, and I loved the continuity uh, with Alphabet Squadron and Vanguard Squadron and uh, the books as well. So that was awesome. I know it's like that was the one set of books two that I did not read in our book club. Um, so I was like, part of me wants to read those first and then play through, but that will just mean it will never happen. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially if you like flying games and simulator games and, and things like that, I think you'll really enjoy this. There are so many different options for customization too within the cockpits of some of these vehicles. And I know that they're continuing to pump out new vehicles. So you can, I think you can fly in B-Wings and TIE Defenders now, which weren't available, weren't available uh, upon initial release. So I'm excited to kind of try out some of those games. And 
in November, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, a VR game from Oculus, was released, and I had played Vader Immortal. I Honestly, I got the Oculus just for Vader Immortal. I was like, this is going to be such a fun game. Right. It's going to be like cutting edge, state of the art. This game is sort of, you know, the virtual reality is like the future of, of game systems, I feel like now. And so I got it for Vader Immortal, played through the first three volumes of that, and um, now we got another game. I was I was extremely excited to hear that we'd have another another Star Wars game that was going to be available for the Oculus. And so um, I haven't finished this game yet. I've played some of it, but I'm kind of stuck at a point where I continuously get shot and die. Um, <laughs> but again, you know when you when you talk about Galaxy's Edge and what Lucasfilm has been doing with that story interweaving books and games and things like that everything meshes everything works together it's it's cohesive and characters that you read about in the books and you know like mubo right mubo's droid depot you can actually go to the droid depot at the park and we read about him in the black spire book and now in this game you can actually see him walking around as this little virtual reality little dude <laughs> You know, it's it's amazing it's, what they've been doing with this stuff. It's so cool. And just like thinking about Galaxy's Edge and just what a little pocket of genius that was. Because they could have done what they did, you know, with any other themed area of the park where it's like a scene right out of the movie. That character stands there. It's that little scene, like what, like, you know, what it was. You know what the little Star Wars area of MGM used to be, um, where you've just got the walker and you've got a little Tatooine-looking shop, and there it is. That's you know Star Wars. But they like created this whole new un un. It, they created their own world, literally their own planet, and and just launched everything off from there and created its own lore, which is just way cooler in so many ways. Yeah. Where you you could argue that you wish you could have been you know in a scene from the film, but you get to be in Star Wars this way in a way that, that makes sense almost canonically that you would be on somewhere that was not explored in the movies. Um, right. I so think that's really what cool. I like best about it too is that when you go to Batu, and if you've read about some of these places or, or whatever way you want to do it, if you want to read the books first and then go or go and then read the books later, either way, you feel that connection like it's you're part of the universe because you get the background right. or like if you read the book second, you know of the places, you know what these places looks like, look like, and you can kind of imagine it in your mind, right. you know? And so it's really cool because you feel like you're a part of the universe. And I don't know about you, but that's kind of awesome. <laughs> it is kind of awesome. So, it, yeah. It's perfect. And now for things to be in like virtual reality, that feels like some weird future that I never thought I would be in. Like when like virtual reality stuff first started coming out where, you know, you could go to Verizon and get the little Google glasses. It was like a cardboard box with like <laughs> did you ever get those yeah Where yeah i was like actually in a reality. commercial for that were you i was a stormtrooper in the uh in the verizon oh, no. commercial for the for the uh like the google virtual reality glasses that you put your phone in in 2015 right. when the force awakens came out so that was a lot of fun 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, but like I just remember putting those on and being like, oh, okay. Like this is all right. But it's not like what I think of when I think of like virtual reality. It's not what you saw in like the sci-fi movies. Um, But it sounds like, I mean, I've never tried the Oculus, but from what I've heard and what I can see and, you know, when you're looking at it, you know, from just like a, I guess, trailer standpoint and from what you and Amanda have described from using it, it sounds like it's like what, is it like what you thought virtual reality would and should be? Or does it feel like it still has like some ways to go? No, I mean, well, you know, you, there's always little glitches or things that happen or, or whatever. Like you're swinging a lightsaber and you hit a railing in the house. Like, obviously that sucks. <laughs> right. But that could just be that I'm in, you know, I don't have a big enough play area. If I had like a big open room or something, I could have a little bit more space and that stuff wouldn't happen. But I mean, honestly, Jesse, I'm not even kidding you. You are Invader Immortal on one of the first scenes. You're aboard a ship with this big viewport. And you fly over a planet, and as you look out the viewport, I mean, you look down, you look up, this whole planet is engulfing the entire screen. Like, you literally feel like you're on a ship looking out into space at this planet. And then in Galaxy's Edge, you go to a bar, like one of, like a like a restaurant, a cantina. Yeah. Not Oga's, but it's owned by this guy named Cecil Slack. Um, and who he's voiced by Bobby Moynihan from um, the guy that does the voice for Orca in yeah. uh, Star Wars Resistance, and uh, he's big on Saturday Night Live and everything. But anyway, you go to you go to his his bar, his restaurant, and Mubo's there sitting at a at a on one of the stools with his hands on the on the table, and literally like if I was in that situation, if I was the character that I was in the game. I would have gone, and I think I actually even tried to do this on accident. I tried to like put my hand on the bar top. It's not there. Yeah, right. It's not there. But like, if I was there, walked up to the bar, I put my hand on the bar. Like that, you know. It's just crazy how realistic it feels and how in world you feel when when you do these things. So So cool. Yeah, you you definitely have to come play these when it's not COVIDy out. When it's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> Vaccines are think, coming. <laughs> yeah. I think the uh, the most exciting thing for many of us was The Mandalorian Season 2. We got eight new episodes continuing the story from Season 1 with a bunch of new directors and new characters and a ton of characters from animated shows that we had returning in this season so mandalorian season two now jesse i know we just did basically two months worth of reviewing these these episodes and talking about our favorite parts but um just real quick here for our 2020 year in review what do you think mandalorian season two what highlights do you have oh my god ahsoka like (laughs) what like it's just they've brought so many of my favorite parts of the Clone Wars, of the animation, I guess you could say more specifically, they took, for me, my favorite parts of animation and made them real, made them live action, things that I never would have thought, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, like all of that. Mentioning Thrawn, even having him mentioned is just insane. That season, this season made me feel like Everything that is unknown about the future of Star Wars is going to be fine. 
it's, I mean, I never really had like, you know, doubts or anything, but it's just, it was just a big unknown of like, who knows where they could spin all this stuff off from? What are they going to do? What are the stories going to be? And after seeing that, it's like, and everything that's been announced since, like, it's just, I just have such exciting and hopefully not too high of expectations because they're just blowing this out of the water. This season blew me out of the water. Yeah. I agree. And I was very excited to see the ending with Luke. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian as young Luke with his green lightsaber and R2-D2. And that was so cool. Um, I love the addition of the dark saber and getting to see that in action with Moff Gideon. I actually just pre-ordered my Black Series Force FX dark saber like a week ago. So I'm really excited to get that um, whenever that comes out. Um, but yeah, I mean, the popularity of The Mandalorian did not do anything except expand with this season and so many people. I work at a collectible store and like that was the thing, you know, that right. was, have you ever seen uh, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jake Lloyd? Yes. Yes. And it's like the Turbo Man, like everyone's after the Turbo Man. That's literally how I felt when I was working at the store. Do you guys have the Black Series Beskar Mandalorian? I literally just wanted to like oh, laugh yeah. in people's faces because we did not have it. Like, yeah. like that was the first yeah, person that bad. got here had it, and it's all gone. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Oh my gosh. So yeah. it's definitely the thing this year. Highly coveted. So many people that. I know that are even just a little into Star Wars, but weren't, you know, following every single little thing. Never watched Clone Wars, things like that. You know, they, they just know it. They think it's fun, um, but wasn't really, weren't really keeping up with the new stuff that's coming out. Like those people are like glued and just in awe by Mandalorian. And that's people who've never watched Clone Wars or Rebels and things like that, which I thought was really cool because I always kept thinking in my head, like this feels like something that you can just jump into and not, you know, need to have been attentive for every little thing that's come up in the past however many years. Um, and I'm glad that even though in season two, for us, it feels like so much of it is all starting to interweave, but it's still really accessible to people who haven't watched you know all the animation and stuff so it's just it's holding true i guess in that sense um and i think that was the goal of it was to bring more people in to these characters and give more people you know access without having to go back and watch you know seven seasons of the clone wars you can still look at ahsoka and be like whoa she's cool and be ready for more yeah and Star Wars has always been about inclusivity, and unfortunately now with with our current situation, there's a lot of keyboard warriors that are out there that, that uh, you know, have this toxic gatekeeping mentality, but really Star Wars is, is was made for kids, and it's about bringing joy and being inclusive, and I think, you know, even though Lucasfilm has been bringing in some of these characters from other animated shows, you can still enjoy them without having seen those. So I think it's a great job on their part. And uh, kind of piggybacking off of the fact that we got the Mandalorian Season 2 this year, there is another season of the Mandalorian Season uh, 2 gallery. So we got it at the last year for the, uh, the first season. And it's essentially like documentary-style episodes every week featuring something different from behind the scenes 
of the episodes of The Mandalorian. So uh, last year, Jesse and I, we kind of every week went through and discussed uh, each episode individually. But I think this year we're still going to talk about them, but kind of lump them in together as a whole and do like an episode or maybe two uh, kind of reviewing this uh, Disney gallery Mandalorian thing. But uh, definitely check those out. The first episode for this season came out on Christmas Day. And every Friday for eight weeks, they're going to have new episodes out. So that'll be interesting to see. I don't know if it's bigger than The Mandalorian Season 2 or, I mean, maybe it is. But we got so many announcements for the future of Star Wars, Jesse, that you can't help but be excited and a little bit terrified for your wallet with all of these announcements for (laughs) new content coming from Lucasfilm. And uh, I'm not going to mention all of them, but I know there's a ton of new stuff, including uh, the name of the new movie, which is Rogue Squadron. And that's going to be directed by Patty Jenkins. And then, of course, we have a ton of new shows. Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic. We've got the Andor series. Uh, Kenobi, obviously, is, is still in the works. Um, we have another one which I'm very excited about and intrigued about, the Acolyte, which takes place during the High Republic era, and we're going to begin to get that content here pretty soon. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, Visions. What is it called? Visions? I think it's called Visions. Yeah. Um, but there's a ton of content from Lucasfilm coming out, including the Book of Boba Fett, which is a Boba Fett spinoff series coming in December of next year, um, which we just, I mean, that wasn't even part of the Lucasfilm announcements at their shareholders meetings or whatever. Um, but there's a ton of new content coming out. And of course it was just the announcements. Like we haven't really even gotten anything, a couple trailers, um bad batch we got more of like a trailer type thing um but really i mean this is just the announcement part of it like once we start getting trailers and and announcements for things it's gonna it's gonna be nuts it's absolutely mind-blowing and part of me wonders if that would have a lot of those things would have been announced at celebration and they just didn't have that so they just like vomited it all onto us in like one day I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. Right? Like, you'd expect, like, there's always some surprises at Celebration. So, like, I wonder if Patty Jenkins made that little short movie thing. Not movie, but, like, like hype wasn't really a trailer. But it was just, like, a little video that she made of herself getting excited about Rogue Squadron. Like, I feel like a lot of that would have been part of Celebration. But... It was so exciting, but having it all announced like that, like just coming out of work that day and like calling you and you being like, and this, and this, and this. I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just felt like my mind melted and I just didn't know yeah. what to think. So much. And Hayden Christensen's stuff. returning as Darth Vader. What? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. just insane. And I'm very curious and excited to see what the schedule for all that stuff will be like, will it be like this year where we had two shows, two new seasons of a show in a year or, you know, like how much, how much can I have and when is what I would like to know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I, I, 
I keep hearing about people saying like Star Wars overload or whatever. Like when the Star Wars movies were coming out every year, people couldn't help but compare it to Marvel. And they said, you can't just do this. Like you can't, Star Wars is not Marvel. You need more of a gap between films to let people kind of, you know, I don't know, marinate in it. And I really disagreed with that from the start. It, it's, it's definitely not Marvel, but Star Wars fans are here. You you can produce as much stuff with Star Wars and people will love it. I mean, I, I know there's a decent amount of people that are not necessarily fans of the sequel trilogy, but I am, and that's all that matters. I like it. So um, there is no movies coming out. It's with all these shows coming out, I, I think... You know, people are going to be very excited in, in uh, with the Mandalorian and Andor and Bad Batch and and Kenobi. Those are all going to be kind of upcoming shows. The Book of Boba Fett that's going to be soon. A lot of these are going to tide people over without without movies uh, for the next couple of years. So I think it's great. I don't I don't think there's Star Wars exhaustion or whatever the heck they called it at all. Right. I think too we're getting to the point where. It's breaking off into so many different directions and there's so many different things and, and types of different media, whether it be a movie or an animation or a short series or a, you know, full-blown live action show. Like, you don't, I think what people like need to maybe remember or, or think about is that you don't have to love all of it. I think when you have such a large gap and then you get something like the huge gap that we had before we got the sequel trilogy. You, it gives you way too much time to form your own storyline in your head of what you think it should be. And then you get there and it's not exactly <laughs> what you thought yeah. it should be. And you're disappointed because yeah. now you've had mm-hmm. so much time to think about it. And it's not what you thought it was going to be. I think that's part of it. So I think having things that are just out, you know, pretty consistently it doesn't give you all this time to overhype or overanalyze or I mean we love analyzing that's why we're here but like to to overthink a way that something should be and get it you know set in stone in your mind if that makes sense like it's just a million different directions it's going to be something for everyone maybe it won't all be for all of us there might be things that we start to like or dislike but what matters is we're going to keep getting fun things to consume and you don't have to like it all that's fine but i think we're getting to the point where i mean we've always said that star wars is for everyone but maybe now we'll actually have you know little subsets of i mean i think there's a lot of people like us who's who are going to consume and love everything but i think if you have been finding yourself struggling with you know what you know more recent you know if you didn't like the sequel trilogy but you liked the mandalorian whatever it is go into all of these announcements thinking that there has to be something in there for you that you will love and it doesn't have to be everything. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with that because resistance, right. That was made for a younger fan. And so you have all of these little older fans that, you know, have been around for a while that are, are expecting something a little bit more adult. And of course they're not going to like it, you know, and then, they take to social media and it's like that's what you see when i wake up and scroll through my feed it's like uh... but it's for everybody you know there's something for everybody here you can mm-hmm. like what you like and other people can like what they like and we don't have to fight <laughs> you right know? 
It doesn't have to be so. good or bad. It's just you liked right. it or you did it and just let other people enjoy it <laughs> if you don't like it. It's fine. Yeah. You could tell me, but like, let me love because yeah. this is exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. So a ton of new Star Wars content that's going to be coming out here and I can't wait for that. Um, I just wanted to to kind of touch on a couple personal things, Jesse, just for me, just because this was a, a very important year for me. Um, I proposed to Amanda this year, which was very exciting, and we get married in 2021 on August 13th, so I'm excited for that. And then my little niece, Callie Jean, was born uh, this year in November, and so I'm an uncle for the first time, which is very exciting. And then, of course, we got a ton of new Star Wars merch this year. I'm definitely continuing to collect because I just can't stop. It's, it's, it's ingrained in who I am now. Um, and if you've been following TSO for a little while now, you probably have seen us expand. We have a lot of new team members that are, are writing and, and doing things for us. Um, we expanded. We now have Space Buns with Jesse and Amanda talking about the females in Star Wars. And then we also have our book club, which we are uh, definitely going full force with now. Um, and we're going to continue to uh, to have that through 2021, um, beginning with the High Republic content, which we'll talk about here shortly. But if you guys are interested, we have the book club podcast coming out here pretty soon with Amanda and Christian. They're going to be talking all about Leia, Princess of Alderaan. So... Uh, a ton of new and exciting things for Twin Sons this year, and I can't wait to see what happens with it going forward. Yeah, that was one positive thing to come out of 2020. Well, many positive things, obviously, but everybody having more time for, for even a short span of time, I think, got us inspired to really look at all the different things that we could be that we could be doing that we would have maybe otherwise, if things had gone on as they were had never really had had you know the time in the brain space to come up with new ways to to branch out yeah absolutely and we get to meet some cool people through that too just becoming friends with people that we just knew on social media or something before you know it's pretty awesome now 2021 let's look ahead at next year as we it's, it's the end of the week and then it'll be 2021 which is nuts but we begin with the high republic and i think this was uh this was supposed to be released at celebration they pushed it back for uh early 2021 in january here but that is an era of star wars that i think is going to have a huge part to play as we move on through the Star Wars universe and uh, continue to get content with this, this is a part of Star Wars that we haven't really expanded too much on, but they made a big deal of it uh, a while ago with the secret code name Project Luminous. And now we are actually getting a show, The Acolyte, that takes place during that time period. And then a bunch of books that are going to be released next week related to this with brand new characters and i just cannot tell you how excited i am to dive into the high republic area content i know i'm very excited about high republic content that just being an entire era of star wars that has for me at least i don't know i feel like it was kind of explored in legends yes yeah, I mean, there was stuff that took place thousands and thousands of years before Episode One, the Old Republic. But this era, 
I, I mean, it's the High Republic, which takes place a couple hundred years before Episode One. So, to my knowledge, we haven't really gotten anything that's this close to where the movies begin. But all that legend stuff with the Old Republic is is legends now. So, I mean, they could go any direction with it. Right. That's very exciting. I can't wait to see what that is going to be all about. It will be cool to see the Jedi in a time of of peace, essentially. What they were supposed to be. It will be very interesting. Of course, we... At the end of Season 2 of The Mandalorian, we get the, the tease of the Book of Boba Fett with Boba and Fennec Shand getting, getting their own show, and this is uh, slated for December of next year, so definitely excited for that, and um, I know there's a lot of production stuff. I'm not sure. Bad Batch might be next year, uh, but I think Andor might have gotten pushed back a little bit uh, to 2022. I don't know when Andor and Kenobi are coming out, but I'm not I'm not 100% sure that'll be next year. So I know for a fact the book of Boba Fett is, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that Bad Batch will be as well. But who knows with COVID and everything when all these things are going to be released. But I'm excited. I'm excited for all the new content. Crazy. Crazy. Hope on the horizon. Well, we'd like to know what your favorite parts about this year were. If you have any highlights of, of your year, new merch you got, or experiences. If you've been to Galaxy's Edge, let's see those photos. If you've played any of the games we've talked about, let's hear your reactions. We'd love to communicate with you guys on anything that you guys have done this year that you're excited about. Uh, or shoot us a message on what you're most excited for for 2021. We'd love to hear about that as well. Jesse, if people would like to communicate with us on social media, where can they do that? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all under the handle at Twin Suns Outpost. All right. You can also email us, too. If you want to email us, our email is twinsunsoutpost at gmail.com. It's a great way to communicate with us as well. Uh, if you're looking for places to listen to our show, you can find us on our website, which is www.twinsunsoutpost.com. Click on the podcast tab on the left-hand side. You'll find all of our episodes there. You can also find us on the Star Wars podcast app through the Google Play Store and on iTunes. And if you enjoyed this episode and you think we're pretty wizard, go ahead and give us a good review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening to episode 195 for our 2020 year in review episode. We'll see you again next time at the beginning of the year. Have a safe and healthy New Year's. We'll see you in 2021. May the force be with you. Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall, Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. You've been listening to Twin Suns Transmission, an exciting show where sand gets everywhere. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Twin Suns Podcast Network. May the Force be with you, always. Air Master, Tatooine. It's controlled by the Hut. I'll meet you at the rendezvous point on Tataway.
Stand your mother to meet the king.